Hello and welcome to Nathan Lott's Apple Thoughts. I'm going to be doing something a little bit different on today's episode. I'm going to be talking about a one big app, and that is GarageBand. It's available for iOS and Mac for free from Apple, but I'm going to concentrate on the iPad OS version in this episode. So the main thing about GarageBand for me, especially on iOS and iPadOS, is the instruments. All of the instruments have a chord section that plays fully formed chords or the notes within a chord. And then even autoplays some riffs for you. Then there's an individual note section where you can just play manually and you can create as if you're actually playing the instrument. You can change the keys of the chords in the settings, and there are major and minor keys that follow the standard rules for, for chords in a scale. So the root chord is always major, as is the fourth and the fifth, and then second, third, and sixth are minor, and seventh is diminished. There's also a dominant chord, and that's a major seventh that they include as well. So let's start with keyboards. This is probably the section of GarageBand I spend the most time with. This gives you all of your pianos, grand piano, electric piano, organs, and all the different types of synthesizers. Each instrument that you change to changes the skin of the wrapping. So a grand piano looks like the standard piano keys, while an organ looks like an organ with all of the stops and even the, the fan running. Very skeuomorphic look. There, and then there's an electric piano, and those look how you would imagine. In, in the notes mode, you have a piano keyboard. There's a slider to change from glissando to pitch to scroll. With glissando, you can move your finger from one key to the next to play different notes. You can actually just slide your finger up and down the keyboard just like you were playing a real piano. With pitch, it highlights the key you're hitting with a glowing blue circle and lets you slide from note to note. And this is a little bit confusing as a trombone player. I think that sliding down to the note is associated with glissando. But with Apple GarageBand, they call it pitch mode. Then there is scroll mode that just lets you move the keyboard up and down to whatever octave you want to play in. You can also change octaves with the plus one button and the arrows on the either side. Each note you play can be arpeggiated however many octaves you want. And arpeggio just basically breaks up the chord in, into its standard parts, 1, 3, and 5. Or if you're in C major, C, E, and G. But you can have an arpeggiated note of, of two notes like C and G. You can also go into scale mode, which gives you just the pitches in the particular scale you want, such as major, minor, pentatonic, blues, etc. 
And there are 12 different types of scales to choose from, including Japanese and Chinese. You can change the width of the keys and even have two keyboards stacked on top of each other. Finally, in the keyboard section is a sampler. This is a feature that was on some of the electric keyboards back in the day that you could record a sample and then play a note on the keyboard and make that sample go higher and lower in pitch depending on what key you press. The next instrument is drums. There are a few different versions of drums. One shows a drum kit that you can play by tapping on the various drums on the kit. Some have multiple touch targets like the snare drum has a drum sound if you tap in the middle of it and if you tap on the edge you get a rim shot sound. Cymbals also produce different sounds based on where you hit them or tap on them. The other version is just a square grid. You can drag different percussion instruments onto the grid. The top half of the grid is labeled loud, left is cymbal, bottom is quiet, and the right is complex. So if you moved an, an, a percussion instrument to the top part and to the right, it would be complex and loud. There are various drum machines and kits to choose from. To start the sequencer, you tap the little on button and then it starts playing automatically. There's also a little dice button to autoplay the instruments and then start playing. Finally, there's a beat sequencer with about eight rows or so with different kit drums and each row has 16 squares in it that you can tap to create quarter and eighth note patterns. But you can change the number of squares to have shorter note values if you wanted 16th notes or 32nd notes. There are also a number of preset patterns that you can choose from and you can save your very own. Also, there's also a dice button uh, for the random placement. Besides the drums, you also get a drummer. So you can have a virtual session drummer play for you. You pick the style and the drummer, they give them names like Kyle or Anders, and what they play like pop, rock, roots rock, singer, songwriter, etc. And maybe even a little short biography of what they play. It's kind of cutesy in that way. There are sliders for how much percussion he might play. Up, you can bring up and down the hi-hat and the kick and snare. You can adjust how, much fi how many fills they do and whether you want them to swing or not. And there are acoustic, electronic, and miscellaneous percussion instrument drummers to choose from. Next is the strings. There's, in the smart strings section, there are chords played by the different styles of strings, cinematic, modern, pop, and romantic, as well as autoplay. The chords seem to be pizzicato or plucked versions of the strings. So you can, it's broken down into three parts, and so you can press the, the three parts to play those Three different, uh, three different notes in the chord. In note mode, strings can be played bowed or pizzicato. And you can choose violin, viola, cello, or bass to play. In order to choose whether it's plucked, pizzicato, or bowed, 
right on the other side of the first fret is a little button or a little picture of a bow. And so when you pre press and hold on that, that creates the bowed mode. Next is the guitar. Chord mode on the guitars are a little different. If you tap the letter, it strums the whole chord, while individual strings play the individual notes of the chord. Again, there is autoplay. Note mode gives you the fretboard of a guitar with skins for acoustic and electric. There's one acoustic guitar and four different types of electric. Electric guitars also give you some pedal effects if you want them. There, and there's also a scale mode, like there is on the keyboards. Basses don't let you strum the chords like a guitar would. It's just one note at a time. And then with chord mode, as, as always, there's autoplay. And then you also have note mode with scales. One of the newer sections is world. You used to have to change the language in your typing keyboard in your iPad settings to actually change the language of your of how you type to Chinese in order to get the Chinese instruments. It was a little weird. Now they are all placed in the world category. You have four different types of Chinese and Japanese instruments, the pipa, erhu, koto, and gusheng, each with little variations that are unique to the actual instrument. Next, there's an audio recorder. So you can record your voice or instruments with different effects. The studio lets you adjust dials and settings to get the right reverb and other settings that you want. Then there are fun changes for your voice into weird effects like telephone, alien, robot, chipmunk, etc. And then there's also input for third-party apps through the audio recorder, like Audiobus, which I will be talking about later. I'm going to save the last section of InterApp Audio for when I talk about my app of the week. Finally, there are guitar amps. And since I'm not a guitar player, I rarely use this section. But you can, if you have the right hardware to connect your electric guitar, you can use GarageBand on the iPad to simulate different types of amps. So you have the instrument part of GarageBand, but you also have the timeline ver version. And this is where you do all your editing. So this is like a DAW or a digital audio workstation. You have your instruments on the left and each one get their own line for editing. You can drag the instruments up and down to rearrange the order. And you can also swipe from left to right on an instrument to get the volume up and down for that instrument. You can also solo it, make it play by itself, or mute it so that it doesn't play at all. If you tap twice on an instrument, you can delete it, merge it with another instrument, rename it, or duplicate it. And if you tap twice on the timeline, you can cut, copy, paste, split at the playhead rename, delete, and at get more settings. In settings, you can reverse, loop, adjust the velocity and the speed. There's also a section where you can add pre-made loops with the loop tool and download more from Apple. Or you can bring in some yourself if you have any in the Files app. There's a metronome, of course, 
And then there's an FX section that lets you add effects like turntable type of motions or other types of fillers. Songs are automatically saved into your iCloud drive, but you can attach an external drive with a powered camera connection kit to your iPad and move them there if you'd like, or to Dropbox or to your Mac if you have something called SMB that connects to your Mac's file system over your network. So that is a very quick overview of GarageBand on the iPad. It is a huge app and very powerful for something that Apple gives you for free. My app of the week this week is AudioBus. I didn't talk about InterApp Audio and GarageBand, but this is Apple's built-in way to bring sounds from other music creation apps into GarageBand, and AudioBus does the same thing, but it's third-party. AudioBus seems to support a whole lot more apps, though. While I think InterApp Audio from Apple surely has caught up, it seems to support as much, it seems, as AudioBus. But I think AudioBus got there first, even though InterApp is first party. I have 24 apps that support AudioBus, and now InterApp Audio supports 22 apps that I have, including AudioBus itself. AudioBus has changed a lot in the eight or so years I've been using it but it always had the same basic functionality. You have three boxes that are in a row. Each box has a plus in it. You have your input, your effects, and your output. So in your input, you can put pretty much any music creation app, like Thumb Jam or Drum Jam, Drum Machines, Moog synthesizers. A lot of music creation apps you can put in the input. That's where you're going to get your sound from. The output is where you're going to send your sound files. So that could be GarageBand or it could be a another DAW or digital audio workstation like Ableton. But for free, GarageBand is a great choice. And then in the middle, you have your effects. And there are some apps that can really bring out some effects and reverb and different distortions in the sound. And that is also fun to play with. What's new about AudioBus is that they have added so much to it. So now you can have multiple inputs and multiple outputs. But I tried having a loop playing in thumb jam and then a drum pattern playing in drum jam. And then I had them both going to GarageBand and it created a single sound clip in GarageBand in stereo with both of those sound sounds coming from both of those apps playing. So you have the drums and the the bass playing on top of it. So that is really cool. 
you can remove apps. At, there's a little eject button and you can remove apps that way or add them. But AudioBus now supports a lot of MIDI too. And that's something I haven't played a, around with a lot, even though I do have a little MIDI keyboard and of course a big 88 key keyboard that I still need to play with connecting with the iPad. I now have a powered connection kit, USB connection kit, so that I can try that. But the small one, small little small MIDI keyboard that I have seems to work fine with just the USB. It doesn't need to be powered. And there, I'm sure there are parts of AudioBus that I'm not even aware of or, or understand how they work. One other cool part of AudioBus is when you're in one of the linked apps, it creates this little dock or toolbar that slides out from the slide. You can also slide it in so you can hide it, but it, it kind of gives you a control bar of going back to AudioBus or going to another app, or you can even start GarageBand recording while you are in another app. So it's kind of cool how they've integrated all these audio apps together. If you'd like to make a comment about anything I've talked about today, you can go to nlat.me and comment on the blog, or you can go to my email, nathanlot at icloud.com. And that's going to be my podcast for this week. I hope you enjoyed listening and I'll talk to you next week.